This episode is sponsored by Berkshire Hathaway Homestate Company's BHHC, a leading national rider of workers' compensation insurance. With the highest possible AM best rating of A15, BHHC represents financial strength and integrity. Hi, this is Dave Garcia, president of Rancho Mesa, and thank you for joining me in listening to this week's Getting to Know the Rancho Mesa Clients, brought to you by Studio One, our safety and risk management network. Today's guest will be Pete Lupo, the Director of Safety for Standard Drywall. They're a multi-state drywall company with a workforce of over a thousand employees, which poses many challenges for Pete and his team. So I thought getting to know a little bit about Pete, his background, along with getting him to share a few of his recent safety ideas, you would all find both interesting and beneficial. Pete, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. So Pete, let's start by finding out a little bit about you. Um, So tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in La Mesa. I went to Helix High School. And And so you're a Scotty. I am. Yeah. So in high school, did you participate in any extracurricular activities? Yeah, I played soccer, uh, football, and then a little bit of golf. So isn't that interesting now that you were a three-sport star, probably, and nowadays our kids are just like forced into just play one sport. Yeah, one sport, and it's year-round. I played all kinds of different sports growing up, and I was good enough to make the team. I was athletic, but never, never the star. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's different for kids. Nowadays. Yeah, it's good. I think any team events like that builds character, builds discipline, builds goal setting, all of that working with other people. So it's kind of applies to where you're going. So after high school, then where did you go to college? I went to college at Long Beach State. Okay, 49er? Is that what they That's are? right. Yeah, yeah, at the pyramid, right? It's finer than a 49er. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your, uh, what was your major? I majored in anatomy and physiology. Perfect to get into the construction industry, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Works good for safety. Yeah, I'll bet it does. So let's talk a little bit about your industry experience and how long have you been in the construction industry? Well, I worked around the construction industry as a kid. Some of my family members were in construction. I would go to work with them and make a little extra money and labor. Yeah. We all did that. Yeah. And then when did you formally get into it? I got into the construction industry as a a full-time career right out of college. Okay. Uh, And then did you have any mentors back then or somebody that you really leaned on? Yeah, absolutely. I, when I got out of college, I had worked for Long Beach State's risk management department. I kind of stumbled into a student job, just trying to make some, some money as a student. And I learned about OSHA and occupational health. Then when I graduated from college, I ran into one of my, uh, baseball coaches from when I was a kid. Oh, there we go. Larry Ritchie, who is a principal over at Soltec Pacific. Okay. And he helped me get my first real job out of college. Wow. So he got me a couple interviews and it blossomed from there. I worked for a, a consulting company and then I got picked up by Roll Construction. Okay. And, um, and just continued to grow. I was really, really blessed with some great mentors including Larry and a guy named Dave Little who was over at Roll. So yeah, it's funny how sometimes our careers pick us rather than us pick our careers, right? I mean, I don't think you, with an anatomy and psychology major, you were thinking you were going to be in safety. I I did not grow up (laughs) thinking I was going to be a safety guy at a construction company for sure. Okay, let's shift now to uh, Standard Drywall and your role as the safety director. So in your view, and you've worked for Standard Drywall now for several years, what do you think differentiates Standard Drywall from just the average drywall company? It's the leadership. The company leadership sets the tone. It's family owned. It's a large company, 
but it's family owned and it's run like a family business. There's access to the three men that own the company, walk right in their office, have a conversation. If something needs to get done, it can get done right away. There's very few layers and there's not any red tape to get through. If something's a good idea and it needs to be done, it gets done. Yeah, I think right that's away. really key. And I, I've obviously known them quite a while as well. And you mentioned something to me the other day that really struck home for me in describing them. You said something along the lines of, they will just do what's right. Even if it's not necessarily in their best interest all the time, they're trying to just do what's right for people. Absolutely. It's a family focus and they're going to do what's right, even if it is not in their best financial interest or something like that. They treat people very fairly, probably more than fair. And people respect that and want to do business and want to work for the Kaya family. And that's hard to find in today's day and age. In the corporate world, it's just, you know, corporate dollar, corporate dollar. And that's not the case with standard drywall. And that bleeds over into safety Mm -hmm. and quality and production. You know, we have people there that they want to do an excellent job because they are really happy with where they work and the Mm -hmm. people they work for. There's a huge value and as an employee, a sense of peace. Like I know I'm not going to come to work one day and have something bad happen to me because right. for no reason because right. of some something that happens somewhere else in the company it's right. going to be treated fairly and you're going to be treated probably more than fairly yeah and you're going to build a loyal relationship with the Kaya family mm-hmm. and i know just because of their emphasis on safety and having somebody in your position a safety director is partially that commitment to doing it so what you're talking about bleeds over into your job as the safety director so talk to us a little bit about some of your duties as that safety director well, the past 18 months or so, there's been a lot of COVID duties. Mm. Uh, we're, we're managing that. I feel we've managed that really, really well. I get to work with a team of other professionals at the company, HR and legal experts. And we've navigated that well, kept our people very safe, kept our clients safe, and treated our employees very well. Beyond that, obviously, there's the safety side of what I do, and that's keeping us safe, number one, mm-hmm. and number two, legal within all the OSHA and other regulations that we're subject to. The minor safety hazards we have are things like cuts and strains and things like that. The bigger exposures we have are things like falls or heavy equipment usage. And we're continually looking at those things and how we can get better or improve or what new technologies are coming that we can use. I know you pretty well and you're very innovative. You're willing to, you know, grasp onto new ideas and things like that. And I think our audience that's listening to this, that, what you're sharing with them applies whether you're a company of 25 people or 2,500 people. It's still the safety principles are in play all the time. Absolutely. So given that you have such a large number of employees and the challenges of being a multi-state operation, I'm sure that keeps you really busy, but what are some of the challenges that you face because of the size and the multiple locations? Consistency. It'd be easy for me if every one of our offices was run exactly the same. It's like McDonald's in <laughs> in San Diego yeah. and McDonald's in Munich. You're going to get the right. same burger, yeah. right? Well, right. that doesn't work so much when you have an office in San Diego, an office in Jackson, Wyoming, an office in Austin, Texas. The laws and the rules are different. The people are different. And the work is different. Obviously, up in Salt Lake and Wyoming, we have really cold weather and snow and other challenges to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, we, we are very consistent, I feel, as a company, but there are certainly unique processes and tools and equipment that we use in different locations. Right. So we want to stay consistent within that geography, 
but it's not necessarily going to be the same throughout the Western United States. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I mean, there's obviously differences in the operations. Your consistency and culture remains the same. You're still standard drywall. You still believe in the same principles, things like that. That's right. The core yeah. value is there, right. safety. But how we get there is a little different in each office. But fortunately, we have really strong leaders in each office that will push back on me, too. Mm-hmm. And I try and push something like, hey, hey, that's not going to work. And here's why. We'll right. have a, a really candid, sometimes spirited conversation. <laughs> and then we move forward in the best interest of keeping employees safe. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I were together a few weeks ago and you shared a couple kind of new ideas that you had that kind of really lend itself to what you're describing. These different offices, how do you get the buy-in from different leadership styles, keep the culture the same. And so you recently shared with me about producing some safety videos and, and they're on very specific topics and you use various locations and involved actual employees in the making of these videos. And I was privy to getting a chance to review those and they're they're top notch. You would think that they're going to go to the Keynes Festival and be rated. They're really, really good. So tell me a little bit about that and what got you to do that. And why didn't you just make one company wide video? Well, thank you for the compliment. First yeah. of all, uh, yeah, we put a lot of effort and time and, and spent some money on this because we felt there was a huge value to not just using a canned video safety orientation and not just having Pete Lupo, the safety director, stand up and and talk to or talk at employees for you know 40 minutes or so. Right. So we developed what we knew needed to be in the training, the orientation. And, and that came out of working with Rancho Mesa and our insurance carrier, identifying that 60% of our losses come from new hire employees, mm-hmm. 90 days or newer. We're referring to those employees as short service employees, SSE, as opposed to new guy or green hats <laughs> or things yeah. like that. So our goal is to really attack that demographic within our company and figure out what we can do to keep those folks safe because there's obviously some sort of disconnect. So we included staff from each of our offices. So we flew around the country and we used two or three people from each office. So whether we hire someone in Austin or we hire someone in Las Vegas or we hire someone in Northern California, when they watch that video, they're going to see their general superintendent. They're going to Mm. see their executive vice president. They're going to see one of their senior PMs, someone who's actually going to be on the job and say, oh, hey, there's that guy I saw in the video, that gal I saw in the video, and safety is important to them. It better be important to me because he gave me a four-minute conversation through that video on safety with rolling scaffolds or Mm -hmm. electrical cords or whatever the topic may have been that that person gave. So we did that for that reason. And then secondary benefit was each office leader definitely wants everybody to see that video because they're in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. They, they uh, you know, it's a point of pride. Right. And uh, it, it, go, it really falls all the way back to that, that culture and the desire to work at Standard Drywall. It creates a sense of pride. And now they're really that much more embedded as leaders of the company. Yeah. They're on record, on video, right. committing to safety, which they've already done verbally to me and to the owners of the company. Now they're doing it to their employees, yeah. the, the subordinates in their geography, in their office. I think that's genius. Yeah. It really ties everything well together from the employee side and the leadership side. Right. Did most of the people that you asked to be in it jump right in with both feet or was, how did they feel about it? Some people are uncomfortable to be in front of the camera. I, I think half were, yes, yeah. very excited. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And then the other half were split 50-50. Some kind of pretended they didn't want to do it, but then when they got in front of the camera, you're like, oh my gosh, you're a natural. Yeah. And then there was like that 25% that 
really were nervous and reluctant. Mm -hmm. They're just truly a camera shy type of person. But the great thing is we had a videographer there and a camera and we could do a hundred takes if that's what it took. Yeah. And it's not a really pretty polished production from Hollywood. It's real people talking about real stuff with their real voice inflections. Mm -hmm. And it's really great to hear the different people from the different parts of the country and the different cultures that they are just raised in right. with with their tones and, and their nuances and the way they talk. It was somewhat scripted, right. but there was a lot of opportunity for them to just kind of freestyle into it, which is great. You get a yeah. real flavor of the people. Yeah, I think you just, you really hit on something there that I hope other businesses out there that are listening to us today take that to heart and say, hey, is there a way that we could do something here involving our people to try to make that point? Because it, it seems like it's an iceberg. You see one, we're gonna do this, and then you see below the surface, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy you know, feels differently. She's feeling more empowered. People are watching their coworkers. There's so much more to it than just, hey, watch this safety video. So I, I really think you hit on something there. And then I wanted to circle back with you, Pete, on the SSE, so the new guys, right? And that has been a problem within the workers' compensation industry for years. It's historical. Injuries occur in your first 90 days or six months of employment over and over and over again. And part of it is just lack of training, lack of emphasis. They don't know what they're doing, these sorts of things. I love your idea of how without casting the light on them, you've made everybody around them aware, okay, this is the new person. We got to take a little more time explaining things. Or So so how's that working out? What are you seeing from it so, so far? So we're, we're just starting to implement it. So we haven't fully implemented it. So there's a couple benefits. There'll be a really prominent sticker on the hard hat of the SSE. So from a distance, a foreman or a general superintendent or one of our executives when they're walking the jobs can look at a group of people and go, oh man, I got like 80% of my people here are SSEs. I need to, I need to infuse some more mm. long-term employees. Right. And I need to make sure that my foremen are paying more attention because what happens in my experience with the, the new employees is they get injured for a couple of reasons. One, they're new. They want to impress their boss. So they're trying to get things done as quickly as possible. And they're going to try and take shortcuts to impress their boss. They don't want to get hurt. Right. Um, and then there's the employee that is just kind of maybe bounced around from company to company, never really got real training, never really became part of the safety culture. And they just don't know. And they're just going to make bad decisions because they just don't know. Right. So our foremen are also going to get a training along with this that kind of further explains that. Like, hey, you really got to pay way mm. more attention to these people. And here's why. And here's the things that you need to look for. Right. You know, look at their tools. Are they all brand new tools in a right. brand new tool bag? Then <laughs> you're going to have to keep an eye on that person. Right. Um, or can you see that his screwdriver's bent in half because he likes to jam it into things and yeah. use it properly? Or, you know, like start looking at the cues that, mm. that these people are giving you and spend some time watching them for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Then also they'll call in me or Dan Spicone, our other safety guy, and say, hey, we've got a real influx of new employees. Uh, I need you guys to come spend some time with yeah. us and, and keep an eye on things and give us your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I haven't heard something like that before. I've, I've heard people say, yeah, we're going to focus on our new employees, but how you identify them so that people can see them without putting them in a bright red vest or something. I did that in the past. That was <laughs> a mistake I made. I put people in green hats and you'd get a 25-year veteran carpenter and you'd put him in a green hat and he'd look at you like... What are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I've been doing this 25 years and now right. I'm a, I'm a green hat. <laughs> no, it's, you know, so yeah, that was something I tried years ago at a different company that the program worked, but not as well as it could. So yeah. we lived and learned and 
move forward. Yeah, that. That, that's great. So Pete, as we begin to wrap up, maybe you could share with our audience maybe three keys, two or three keys that you believe are vital in establishing a strong safety culture because you've done such a great job of that with, with standard drywall. I think the first one is engagement at the executive level. Mm. You don't have that, then it's going to be a really tough go. If you were to have an executive team that was just shrugging their shoulders and going, oh, these, these people just aren't smart and they don't know what to do and they're going to keep getting hurt and they just want to make excuses, then you're not going to identify the problem, let alone be able to solve it. So at Standard Drywall, we have really good engagement with our executives, really open-minded. And sometimes they want to push things further than I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes it's almost an overreaction, uh, but they want to overreact to keep people safe, right. which you can't blame them for that. Right. So a lot of times we'll do that and then we'll kind of ratchet back mm -hmm. and move into finding that balance. So executive management, engagement and buy-in is key. And then opportunities for employees to speak up and be engaged without feeling like they're going to get disciplined or something like that. Yeah. I mean, through this whole making this video, Bob K, a senior out there in Salt Lake City, that was one of the things he really pounded on was, you're never gonna get in trouble for speaking up about something to do with safety. He made that very clear. He goes, we want you to work hard and we're going to work hard for you. We expect you to work hard for us, but we never want you to do something that's going to put you or anybody else at risk. And we want you to, to bring it to us. And mm -hmm. he made it very clear. You'll never be punished for bringing up a safety issue. And that's key, giving people the comfort to speak up. And another real benefit is partnering with our clients, the, the general contractors and or the owners that we're working with. Man, when, when you have a client that is really safety minded, it just makes things so much better. Mm -hmm. It's really a struggle for us on jobs where you run into a, a general contractor that that just expects all the subs to do the safety and they don't want to coordinate, and they don't want to be part of, and they're just really not engaged with safety. But working with some of these large general contractors and even some of the smaller general contractors who just get it mm -hmm. and puts forth just a little bit of effort and resources towards safety, it really magnifies the safety on a project. It, it increases productivity and safety a multitude. And I, I just wish that some of the general contractors that don't see that would start to see that yeah. and, and realize if they just put a little more effort into safety, right. it's going to just really make the project and the job way more smoothly, not just with safety. Mm -hmm. it, it really makes people feel comfortable. They're going to work faster. They're going to put down better quality work and their client's going to be that much more happy. There's, there's really a, a huge return on that investment. So do you find, Pete, on that third point, when you're working with a general contractor that doesn't have that focus, are you having to like sharpen your focus because they're not providing some of that? Or Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have to put more resources towards it and more effort, and we do, because we're going to make that commitment to our folks. And we end up having to cordon off our work areas right. and kind of keep others out because we have to keep our work areas clean and safe for folks to move around and do their work. And, and our general superintendents, they know which contractors sure. are a little more sharp than others. And then they coordinate with the safety department at Standard right. and we work accordingly. So we definitely have to put more effort into projects that don't have a strong safety focus. So you still try to like, that's your firewall. That's your way of kind of overcoming an obstacle that the general contractors maybe inadvertently putting out there. They, maybe they don't realize they're not focused on safety like another general contractor is. Regardless, standard drywall has the abilities to be safe. Absolutely. Yeah. So 
commitment from the top down. If you don't have your leadership of your company really invested and engaged and committed to safety, it's hard to make that work then. I love the fact that you encourage feedback. You know, so often, you know, people in the field know something before the upper management knows it, if it could be done better. Absolutely. Yeah. And empowering them to speak about that. And then when it's applicable, making the change, it just empowers them further. So I, I think that's another takeaway that any business of any size could take. And then the third is, hey, work with those general contractors that if they're already providing a good guidance for safety, awesome, just add to it. If they're not, take responsibility for yourself. So those are three great takeaways for every construction company or any business in California really to, to take from that. So Pete, I really appreciate that. Thanks for joining me and for letting us get to know a little bit more about standard drywall and for sharing some best practice safety ideas. I'm sure our audience will now take a look at their safety programs and try to incorporate some of the ideas that you brought out today. Well, thanks for having me. And, and we're always willing to share with other contractors. Safety is no secret. And there's something that Standard Drywall can do to, to share to help any contractors or owners out there. We're, we're always willing to be part of the solution. Great. Thanks again, Pete, for joining me today. Well, that'll do it. So thanks for joining me and for tuning in to Studio One, our safety and risk management network. Until next time, stay well. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.